Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel here, and you're with us on Scale Your Business Radio, where we share ideas and strategies to grow your business and get your life back. Like I mentioned earlier in the program, Jeff is actually in Asia right now doing some talks for different entrepreneurial groups, so you're going to have me here today. And in this segment, what I want to talk about is how do you make sure that you're solving the real pain point, the real challenge issue about your lead generation. So many of us think that you know, if we just generated more leads, we would be so much better for the business. The problem is, is that sometimes it's not about lead generation in terms of just need more leads. Sometimes it's other factors. So what I want to do right now is I want to help you pinpoint by going through a certain diagnostic process for, for which specific part of your lead generation is really broken so that you can solve the right part, that you pick the highest leverage place to look at. We call this your limiting factor. What's the one part of your lead generation more than any other that currently is slowing the growth of your business? I'll give an example for it. So one of the businesses we were working with, um, they said, you know, David, we need more leads. What turned out when we helped them to dive in deeply, they had plenty of leads. The problem was was they weren't following up on their leads well at all. They were just doing a, a haphazard thing with the lead follow-up. And so they would spend thousands of dollars a month on lead generation, and they would waste it because they had no systematized, organized lead follow-up. So let's start off with the big picture here. First, the first possibility is maybe you don't have enough leads to sell to. Maybe you do need more leads, or the leads that you're generating are erratic, and you don't have a consistent lead flow which makes it hard for you to make that part of your business predictable. That's possible. If it's not that, though, or before you accept that that's what it is, just more leads, ask, could it be number two, that you don't have an organized system to, to, to basically manage the leads that you generate and to follow up on these leads in a timely way so that what happens as a consequence, these great opportunities slip through the cracks in your business. Again, sometimes we think it's a problem that just volume will solve, but maybe it's not volume. Maybe it's for you. It's a, an organizational piece of how you manage your leads. So how do you manage your leads? You know, one guy I was talking with, he owns a, a wholesale business. He does about two, two and a half million year, uh, biz, uh, dollars a year in business in Hawaii, and he works selling um, products that go out to wastewater treatment. A really, really, really good guy. Name's Bob. And uh, Bob, what it became apparent for him was, hey, he has hundreds of leads that he's tracking and following between him and his other outside salesperson that works together with him and his company. The problem is is that in the past, they've kept all their leads on sheets of paper. And if you can imagine, especially if you're in the field selling like Bob and his, his sales staff are, it's hard to, to manage a sales pipeline with it just on paper. Plus, that paper is only useful for one person. There's no backup to it. So what he's moved toward is he moved from there to spreadsheets, and that helped. He organized his leads through spreadsheets, and that was a major improvement. Now he could add in their uh, columns that would say, here's the next step, and here's exactly where this lead stands in a, in a structured lead disposition. So he could start seeing percentage reports that show, ah, we have this many number of leads that are at this stage in the sales process, and this many are at this stage. And that was an improvement. The next stage from there would be to actually get a CRM, like Brian, one of the other clients we work with. Brian's got a small manufacturing business, and he does, again, a respectable uh, amount of business, somewhere in the low seven figures. And when he started bringing on more salespeople, he realized that he needed a full-blown CRM, a, a, a database system that's set up 
for you to manage your customer relationships. And when he did that, it helped make it easier for leads not to fall through the cracks. So that's another possibility. Third possibility is maybe you say, hey, David, we have enough leads, and we have a way to organize and manage our leads, and we follow up fairly consistently. The problem is is that we come with these waves of leads coming in, and we don't have any way of scoring or, 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 or filtering these leads, so we end up wasting sales time by squandering our best sales time on variable leads rather than going straight to the most qualified leads first. So for them, a lead scoring system was the biggest issue. Ah, well, if that's the case for you, what two or three um, variables, if you measured it, if you knew this, qualifiers, if you knew this about your leads, would do the most to tell you if they're really truly a prospect for your business? So for example, Maui Mastermind. You know, with our business coaching program, we know that if it's a business with a million dollars or more in sales per year, they're a great candidate. If they're a business that only has, you know, $122,000 a year in sales, they're not probably a very good fit for our company. They won't have the revenue to afford us, number one, and they won't have the staff to help let us work with them to create the results that our other clients have been enjoying now for the last 10 years. So how about for you? Is it a location? Maybe they need to be in a certain zip code. Maybe you know that if you can't get a hold of the right decision maker, or maybe you need to ask the question, have you set aside a budget for this for your company to be affording and solving X challenge? Or maybe you need to say there's someone who has kids that are in a certain age, or maybe it's the gender or educational background. What you're looking for, what two or three markers more than any others that if your prospect, if your lead had them and you knew that they had them, would help you know that these are the people that should jump to the head of the queue for follow-up in the business. Um, so there you have lead scoring. Fourth, maybe you don't have a systematic way to track your lead generation. So you know, without this hard data, you don't have any way of determining what's working and what's not working. You know, maybe you've spent $20,000 on a, on a trade show, but you never track the results. So you don't know if it produced 10 leads or 1,000 leads. Or even if you do know how many leads it produced, did you track back the leads to see how many sales it produced so you could tell the dollars sold per lead that came from the source or the dollars sold per $1 spent on this lead source? Two great markers for you to track on the, on the, on the lead generation side so you can connect back which leads made the most sense. You know, I, I remember in one of my earlier businesses, we had a mechanism to get leads and it was a, a website we bought roughly two or 3,000 leads a month from and we were spending roughly $5 per lead for these leads. The problem for us, though, is we had no way of tracking how many of those leads converted into sales. And when we finally started measuring that by seeing what the average dollar sold per lead that came from that source was, we were horrified to see that we were wasting thousands and thousands of dollars every month. And we were spending five or $10,000 a month on these leads, and it took us close to seven months before we determined that they weren't a good lead source for us, and at which point we could shut off the investment there, starve the loser, and reapportion re that into a better winner. So the next one here, number six, would be maybe your lead generation is working and you're tracking it, but maybe you don't have a systematic way to do that. It's all in your head. So you're the only one who knows how to do that lead generation. Maybe you go out and give talks, and if you're not the one out there doing talks, boy, no leads come in there. Or maybe you're the one who's doing certain types of uh, direct mail, but no one else has ever learned how to do and what to do to run the campaign or how to use your email marketing system. If that's the case, by systematizing what you do, 
and reducing the reliance of your company on you to do it, you're now enhancing the scalability for your, your, your company. You're now giving it a place where it can grow. And that's really important. If it's none of those things, the next place to look is maybe it's just the lead generation that you're currently doing. These specific tactics just aren't scalable. Either you're doing it with a very, very small prospect pool, or maybe the system itself is just not scalable. So, for example, you know, if you're working with uh, businesses in an area that you're doing talks to, lunch, lunch and learn talks with, there might be a limitation that there might only be two or three hundred prospective businesses in that geographic area that you can talk with. So maybe that's the limitation for you. So you need to work to a different niche or find a bigger pool. Or maybe it's just the fact that you don't have enough travel days so you really do need to train somebody else to be able to give those talks. Um, the next one to look at is maybe everything's working but your cost per lead is just too high. And what that oftentimes mean is that you're going to have to find a cheaper way to generate the lead or if you can't generate a lead in a, in a less expensive manner, you're going to have to raise pricing or create a higher price point package that you sell at. You know, let's say for example, you're, you're, it costs you three or four hundred dollars per lead that you find. Well, you're not going to be able to spend four hundred dollars a lead if you're selling a five hundred dollar package. That just won't work. So you're going to have to find a way if you can't lower the cost per lead somehow, maybe you're going to have to sell at a higher price point by bundling in more, um, and, and make that where it actually can be cost effective for you to do so. Two more to go here. You still with me? <laughs> so here we go. Maybe for you that you have a ton of lead generation ideas, but you just don't seem to be able to effectively implement them. You've half done so many different marketing ideas, but you never seem to finish. And for you, the solution for that one's clearly going to be choosing fewer marketing tactics, but actually implementing them all the way. So fewer better would be the concept. And finally, Maybe it's just the fact that your marketing is too reliant on you. And as such, you're, you're constantly starting and stopping as other demands of the business pull you away. And as a result, you're regularly going through those feast and famine cycles that you've heard us here on Scale Your Business Radio talk about in the past. And not only does this kill any momentum that you're going to generate, but boy, it's just exhausting. So go back over those 10 different possibilities and pick the one that you think currently limits the growth of your lead generation right now and make sure you focus your best marketing efforts on solving that lead generation problem. Don't go after more leads if it's a lead management issue. Don't worry about lead management if for you it's not about lead management but it's about the ability to have a system to generate more of those leads. So you have to choose where would give you the biggest return of time, effort, and energy for focusing in on it. So you're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. I want to encourage you to get to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. Register, download all kinds of great tools to help you grow your business and get your life back that Jeff and I have developed over the last multiple years. In the next segment when we come back here, we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to you, systematizing your training so that when you start doing cross-training of your team members, you can do it once and get benefit for it for years to come. That's here on the next segment. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio, and I'm your host. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. 
I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. That's ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com.